Welcome to the Ravenhill Podcast, the podcast where we talk things all relating to craft beer and outdoor adventures. As always, my name's Pete, and it's great to be back for another episode. I may have said in the last episode that we wouldn't keep you all waiting for a whole year for another episode, and we are sticking to that promise. So, in our last episode, we were joined by our ambassador, Emily Jeffers, who was telling us about her love of travelling and hiking in the UK. And we also have Ravenhill founder, Mark, booked in to give us a quick update on the brewery and everything that he has arranged for the rest of the year. So, make sure you keep an eye out on our socials for updates on that episode really, really soon. But for today's episode, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by another Ravenhill ambassador. You may know today's guest as the Yorkshire Adventurer. And just like Emily, he has been part of the Ravenhill family for well over a year now. He is a travel blogger, he's an amazing photographer, and you know what, all-round lovely guy. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Josh Senior to the podcast. Josh, how you doing, mate? I'm perfect, thank you. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. We are recording this on Sunday evening. The weekend is nearly coming to an end, and uh, yeah, we're all back to work tomorrow morning but uh josh uh, did you get as much over the weekend have you been away at all um yes just did a, a bit of holiday shopping ready for my next uh international holiday uh a bit of surfing today oh that's excellent was it was it busy there's quite a few i checked out the south side first that was meant to be the better place for it so there's quite a lot of people there then we headed to the north side not as much people there but Still quite a good surf. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's been a cracking weekend. We're recording this on the uh, on the 10th of, uh, of April. But yeah, the weekend this, uh, has been really lovely weather-wise. I was actually out yesterday uh, hiking in the Yorkshire Walls. I was sort of out near Thixendale. Like, it's a route I've done a couple of times before, but the last time I did it was quite early on this year. So like it was back in January where I think yeah, it was really, really cold and the days were really short. But yeah, it was a complete contrast this weekend. It was lovely and sunny. Not too hot, but that's never really a problem with hiking. But yeah, it's been an absolutely glorious weekend and hopefully we'll see more weather like that to come. Yeah, hopefully. But Josh, um, it's great having you on the show. Like, funny enough, um, we've been chatting online for well over a year now through the Ravenhill Ambassador Scheme. But we've also actually had a chance very recently to meet up in person at the National Outdoor Expo last month. Um, we'll probably talk about that in a bit more detail a bit later in the podcast, but uh, it's great to be chatting to you face-to-face again. But for those out there who may be unfamiliar as to who you are, I was wondering if you could uh, please kick things off and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep, sure. Well, my name's Josh. I'm from West Yorkshire. Uh, I do a little travel blog on Instagram showing all my favourite places to visit, usually around the Peak Districts, Yorkshire Dales and Lake Districts. I've recently got a camper van, so I've been doing quite a a lot of travels a bit further afield up to oh, Scotland, Snowdonia. Did my first trip to Cornwall earlier in the year. Oh wow, sounds like you're getting all over the country, not just Yorkshire. Yeah, hoping to um, visit every county as well. That's on my bucket list for this year. Oh, brilliant. That's no, really good to hear, mate. We'll probably talk about um, like some of your travels and some of your plans for later on this year, a bit later on. But as we do like to do with every episode of the Ravenhill podcast, um, my first question to you this evening is, what are you drinking? Have you got something with you uh, for this for this interview? Yeah, I've currently got a, a Guinness uh, as well as oh, a, nice. a trail for later. I feel like Guinness has like, become like a, a bit of an ongoing topic. So I was chatting to Emily about this in the last episode. We are chatting about sometimes you don't, you can't quite guarantee like what like craft beers you're gonna find at like like your local pub things like that but guinness is one of those beers where it's just yeah i i'd be quite happy having a guinness all night done about you yeah it's not really one i usually pick up from the from the shop to drink at home my dad had friends around and asked me to pick some up and it, it lasts them so 
thought I'd just pick them out of the fridge. Well, I don't actually have a drink with me now, but I have actually been out uh, this afternoon with uh, with a family. Uh, there's a, a new Brewdog bar that's just opened in my hometown, uh, Hull, in the city centre. So yeah, we've been down there this afternoon and I've been uh, sampling quite a few of their beers. But uh, yeah, since we are now on Sunday evening, and this is my way of just like unwinding down and getting prepared to wake up at a sensible time tomorrow morning. So yeah, I've, uh, I've sort of stopped having a drink now. <laughs> but there we go. Whilst we're on the uh, on the topic of uh, of uh, drinking, um, I was wondering if you could tell us uh, what some of your favourite beers are, mate. Ooh, favourite beers. Uh, mm. There was uh, one I tried quite recently. Uh, found it in Manchester Airport. Haven't seemed to have found it anywhere else since. But it's uh, Honeycomb. IPA made by Seven Brothers. Oh yes, yeah, that is a really good beer. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good brewery as well. Have you have you been down to uh, to the brewery in Manchester? I have not actually, but uh, I might add that onto the list. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth a day out if you if you do get the opportunity to go check it out. But yeah, really good brewery. One collection they did a while back, which really caught my eye, was they did. I think it was three different beers, but um, they were sort of like I don't know if they were influenced by or even incorporated them as part of the uh, the recipe. But they were based on like Kellogg cereals. They did like a Cocoa Pops one. There was a, a Corn Flakes IPA, and then like a Rice Krispies Pale Ale. And it was kind of surreal because like you're drinking like a like I say like a pale like a pale ale. It's like it feels like this. There's just like Rice Krispies in this. So uh, yeah, like again, if you haven't like checked those out, highly recommend uh, looking up for them. Yeah, definitely uh, try to find them. Uh, so what what else is on your on your list? I usually go for quite dark ales, Hobgoblin Ruby and Black Sheep Ale. Classics, yeah, really really good. In, in addition to like your top beers, like are there any like breweries that you like to look out for? Uh, well, it's usually the same, the same uh, breweries. Uh, as my top beer choice mm. uh, so Black Sheep Brewery uh, there's a pub next to one of the, I think it's called the Station Inn, next to Ribblehead Viaduct. Oh yes, yeah yeah they stock quite a lot of Black Sheep so last time I went there, I tried a few out I liked quite quite a few of them. Yeah it's it, it's funny and uh, we are chatting about it in the in the last episode of Emily but I think we have got a, a trip with the Raven Hill uh, crew later on this year, like I think uh, we're going to be attempting to do the, uh, the Yorkshire Free Peaks so I mean that might end up being uh, a, like either our celebration point afterwards. So uh, so yeah, it'd be good to to see what kind of beers they'll have uh, waiting for us when we get there. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll make it that far. I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll sure be fine. <laughs> uh, funny enough, Emily was saying that like with a challenge like that, I don't think there's you could do as much preparation as you want, like uh, health and fitness wise. But uh, but yeah, nothing quite compares to just like, actually climbing. Like well. I was gonna say one peak, but I mean we're gonna be like climbing three peaks in like in one day, so yeah, that'll be a challenge for all of us. But it should be great fun. But great to get everyone back together and, uh, as I say, just get together and uh, share all of our outdoor adventures and uh, hiking. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be great. So Josh, um, as you said in your opening answer, you're a pretty keen hiker and uh, travel uh, blogger. So I was wondering if you could uh, tell us a little bit more as to how you got into this hobby. Have you always been really into exploring? Uh, I've always been into travelling and exploring, but it's usually been internationally. Family holidays, yearly to to Spain. Never really been too keen on hiking until before COVID, pretty much. Mm. feel like I just needed to get a different hobby to get outside. Uh, obviously, COVID hit in a few weeks after, kind of stopped, but it gave me time to, to look through Instagram follow quite a few different people and find quite a lot of inspiration on different places to go yeah definitely it's it's amazing how much i can relate to that and like how i've heard so many similar stories from some of the fellow ambassadors and uh, emily said something very similar as did uh, people like chloe and christian who we interviewed during the course of lockdown there last year 
but uh, but yeah, for me personally, that was exactly the same. Like I always liked hiking. I always I grew, I was very fortunate to grow up in a family where we did have a lot of like outdoor holidays and we did lots of hiking. Like growing up, uh, so I always liked it. But it wasn't really until we were told we weren't allowed to leave the house, and then there was just part was like. I just really want to get outside, like, at the earliest opportunity where we can. And I think being stuck in lockdown, as you said there, like, it just sort of, like, allowed me to go on Instagram and start following people. Uh, people like, say, uh, Yorkshire Blonde Adventures, uh, Living the Countryside. Like, those are just a couple of names that really spring to mind. But, like, there's just such this huge community of, like, uh, outdoor adventurers. And it was like, yeah, as soon as we get the opportunity to get out again this is kind of what I want to do and just like, you know, make the most of every bit of free time I have. And uh, I don't know if that's been the same for you. Yeah, I was kind of in the outlook that uh, England's quite a boring place. There wasn't really much to <laughs> see. Always been keen on waterfalls though. So I've seen quite a few of them on Instagram. Didn't really realise there were that many big waterfalls. Yeah, I mean, I was exactly the same. Like, it's almost like you take for granted like how many amazing places there are. Like quite literally on our doorstep, like, particularly for you being so close to uh, to the Peak District and uh, to North Yorkshire, like we've got so many gems, like which I don't think enough people are aware that they're there. No, definitely not. So, Josh, we do have quite a few listeners who would listen to old episodes of our uh, podcast and ask our ambassadors how they would get involved into, or how they could get involved, I should say, get involved with uh, running, hiking, and other outdoor adventures. So I guess my next question to you is, what advice would you give to anybody who may be interested in getting into, say, hiking as you do as a hobby? Uh, well, I think starting out, one of the uh, main things that kind of put me off, uh, I did Wernside first. Um, I felt like I was too unfit to climb up it. I just managed the top, and uh, after that, it kind of put me off. Uh, but after okay. doing that, I went on a little walk to Goitstock in Waterfall in Bradford. Uh, so I think doing little walks and kind of t- steadily building yourself up to the bigger, say, mountain and hill hikes uh, is definitely worth doing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's plenty of good um, flat kind of walks, so you don't really need to be super fit to get the best views. Yeah, I think that's something I'm quite blessed uh, for having in uh, in East Yorkshire. Like, we're a very flat county, as as you may be aware, so... Yeah, if you're ever looking for an area where you don't necessarily have to climb any hills, then uh, then yeah, I highly recommend checking out uh, areas in East Yorkshire and along the East Coast. I think those are great areas to maybe start off in. Yeah, it's also uh, one of my favourite places. It's probably Bamford Edge. Oh, yes, of course. I feel like that po- probably was quite an easy hike. Definitely needed some hiking shoes. It was quite a muddy trail, but the view at the top of there was stunning. Yeah, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, uh, hiking boots there because uh, another thing uh, which I'll, I'll offer to you now is are there any essential pieces of uh, clothing or anything, any essential items that you always take out with you when, when you're going out on a hike? Yeah, it's probably uh, unrelatable to most people, but especially in the summer, sun cream is the most important for me yes definitely uh even when it's not sunny uh i tend to get a bit red under the sun yeah, i must am- i must admit last weekend uh, when i was out and we were starting to get that spring sunshine i could even start feeling like the back of my neck like in like uh, my forehead starting to radiate a little bit and i was thinking oh yeah definitely need to start getting bringing the uh the sun protection out with me yeah so i usually take a hat as well and make sure uh, i have enough drinks to keep me going especially on the uh on the mountain hikes also nice to have, uh, I've got a little Mac in a sack, so I keep that in my bag, just for in case uh, we get a bit of rain, which is usually inevitable. Yeah, you can never really predict what the what the UK weather's going to be like this time of year, so yeah, 
best to be prepared for for all eventualities. Yeah. Excellent. Are there any other uh, essential items that you'd recommend? I'd just say make sure you've got a charged phone. Most of the places I seem to walk do my research before to make sure I know where I'm going. Uh, most of them you can follow quite an easy path. Uh, usually the paths are on Google Maps. So obviously make sure you do your research before you do the hike. And that's probably the best way to make sure you don't get lost. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I use the, uh, I don't know if you've used this before or anything similar, but I think the OS app is a, a great uh, tool like for anybody who may be unfamiliar as to what routes there are out there. And it's a great tool because like, there's loads of uh, pre-programmed uh, routes which have like, pre- been predetermined by experts and uh, hiking publications like uh, like Hiking Magazine and uh, Trail Magazine. Uh, and I think it's great. I mean, whenever I go out, like the majority of the routes I do are these uh, pre-programmed trails, uh, which have been like predetermined by other people. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a good way to guarantee that you're not going to end up walk- walking into some private land owned by a- an angry farmer and things like that. But uh, do-, do you use any any hiking tech or any uh, uh, online maps like that? This I've used all trails uh, in the past a few times. Mm. Don't tend to use it as much now. Peak Visor, which. It's not really a, a route, but it kind of shows you where the nearest peaks are. I really think, think that's just a really cool app to have. I've also got what few words, just in case I do get lost. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, another great bit of kit, just in case uh, yeah, you do need to be easily found by by the emergency rescue team. But, uh, but no, another really good bit of advice there. Excellent. Well, Josh, um, you're known online as the, the Yorkshire Adventurer. What would you say are some of your favourite areas in the Yorkshire region to explore? It's really hard to choose from, but I have got a few favourites. First of all, there's the Druids Temple in North Yorkshire, in Ilton. Ah, right. I don't think, I don't think I've actually heard of that. No, that's one that um, I kind of saw on Instagram last year. Right. It wasn't one I've ed- ever heard of before I came across it. I think it was, well, it was just before Halloween. Uh, I was kind of looking for kind of spooky places to visit. <laughs> So it's kind of just an old-fashioned temple, like a um, Celtic kind of temple. Quite quite mystical place, so I enjoyed doing that. Excellent. Hardcastle Crags was one of the first walks I did. I think that's part of the um, National Trust. Oh, right. So I found quite a few places through the National Trust uh, to go on walks. And obviously, Bamford Edge and the nearby Winnets Pass. Uh, yes, those, those I am very familiar with. I think Winnets Pass I've, I've visited probably about three, three to four times now. <laughs> uh, the view never gets old, really. No, that's it. I like, I like to make sure that there's at least a, a couple of weeks or a month or two in between before like repeating a route. But yeah, it's amazing like how you can just go back and... Yeah, just how much like the view can change, like depending on the season, the time of year, the time of day, even when you're going out to see it. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's certainly something that I, I can envision like not getting old anytime soon. So yeah, I'm the same really. I like to kind of visit every place once, try to find where I enjoy the most, but still keep getting drawn back to Winnet's Pass. Done it in the summer, and I've done it in the winter. I'll probably do it again a few more times this year. Brilliant. So are there any other um, areas that you'd highly recommend checking out? Outside of Yorkshire, I'd probably say Snowdonia is one of my favourite places. I uh, did the hike up Mount Snowdon, which I really enjoyed. I feel like the lakes at the top were just stunning, really. Yeah, I've, I've not actually done um, Snowdonia before. I've, uh, funny enough, I was chatting to Emily about that in the previous episode. We were saying about 
uh, how we'd seen a couple of articles in the uh, like in the in the news, like about how many people were sort of doing it as a as a like a staycation when we weren't allowed to travel abroad as much. But like the amount of people who were sort of doing it, but like being very unprepared. So like people going up in flip flops and sandals and like just going up in like in shorts and like it's yeah. I think it's one of those places where definitely check it out if you get the opportunity to do so. But don't underestimate the fact that it is like like one of the like the toughest like peaks to do like in this region so yeah well when we did it it was uh started off really sunny uh we got pretty much three quarters of the way to the top and it started snowing quite bad oh really really cold so definitely be prepared to do that one cool so josh as i mentioned um earlier we did actually briefly meet uh face to face at the national outdoor expo in uh, birmingham last month so raven hill we went we had a stall there all weekend and uh, yeah, we would sort of like use the opportunity to uh, meet loads of amazing like-minded people, like from the adventure and hiking community. But it was also an opportunity for us to uh, to showcase a lot of our beers and uh, like give out samples. And uh, yeah, we had an absolutely cracking weekend. As I say, it was absolutely fantastic to meet so many like like-minded people there. Um, what did you think to, uh, to the event? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I thought it was fab. Never been to uh, an event like it before. Took a few friends. Uh, we all had a little trip down. It was just nice to see all, all the different things on show. Definitely. Were there any uh, particular stalls or any uh, keynote speakers that uh, stood out to you? Uh, we did walk past a really nice little camper van, which uh, tempted me eye. It's kind of like... Um, a trailer camper van. I don't know if you saw yes, it. Yes, I think I, I know exactly the one you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think it had one, that, and I've seen these quite a few times, like popping up on uh, on Instagram. But was it the one where it had a, a tent box uh, on the top? No, there's a different one actually. Uh, I did have a look at that mm. one, but uh, it's it's like a small orange. It was already like a little trailer, so you just carry it along with your car. Oh but, yes, I think I know the one you mean now. Yeah, kind of have like a, a bed, just pretty much just a bed, and then. A shelf in the back. It was kind of amazing because if it, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it almost like looks like kind of futuristic in a way, almost like a like a, a, a like a sleeping pod on like a, a space shuttle or something like that. But uh, but hey, it looks amazing. But yeah, it also had a price tag which was equally just as amazing. So yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Like I didn't actually get a chance to uh, wander around and uh, check out all the stalls until the Sunday morning. I got there quite early on the on the Saturday to uh, get things up and ready for the uh, for the Raven Hill stall. But I think once the uh, once people started coming in and like uh, once we started like meeting people, I just unfortunately didn't get the chance to like really get out and uh, like have a wander around until the following morning where before before people started coming in on the Sunday. But uh, but no, from what I did see and uh, from chatting to the other exhibitors, to say it was, it was an absolutely cracking weekend. And uh, we are hoping to go to a few more of like like minded events later on this year, not just at Birmingham, but hopefully all across the country. So. Yeah, as I say, keep an eye out on the Ravenhill socials for updates on that if we're coming to a, a venue near you. But uh, but yeah, uh, also highly recommend checking it out. Cool. So Josh, um, I was wondering, um, what are your plans for the remainder of this year? Do you have any special treks or adventures planned? Uh, well, most of my adventures are kind of last minute weather based. <laughs> uh, well, in uh, in England, I'm hoping to get to Pembrokeshire coast, so the south side of Wales. To- see all the uh, the beaches there hopefully next week oh nice haven't checked the weather yet but with it being uh, a bank holiday got a few days off so yeah that'll be cracking are you, are you planning on taking your surfboard with you i'm not too sure yet i might might leave it behind just so i've got room to uh to actually sleep in the van probably just uh walk around try to see as much as i can barely in the four days 
Yeah, because I mean, hiking-wise, uh, like, are there any particular routes from there which you're hopefully going to be checking out? I've actually not checked it out yet, but that's my plan for the next few days. Check the weather first, just so I don't jinx it, and then probably uh, look for Instagram, see who's <laughs> um, posting what, see if I can find the best beaches. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a really good like uh, that's a really good tip for finding new routes is uh, try I uh, find like hiking uh, instagrammers and uh, see what they recommend online there's been quite a few routes i've done so far this year which have like been mainly influenced by what i've seen other people posting uh, from their travels so uh, so yeah if you're ever looking for inspiration i highly recommend uh, like going on instagram and uh, seeing where other people are going i think it's a really great way of like finding somewhere new to explore yeah it's really easy to just see when you see the pictures you can just see which what kind of place you want to visit pretty much mm. Uh, one thing you did mention is uh, your, your vans. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Was, was this something that you've uh, converted yourself uh, recently? Uh, no, but it kind of already built up. Uh, me and my brother bought it, I think it was just before the second or third lockdown. The Lake District, I wanted to get to quite a few times, but with it being about a two and a half, three hour drive, it kind of seemed too long to get up there and back in a day. So the vans kind of gave me a, a chance to get up there, explore camp over and then come back the next day it's also given me the chance to explore up to scotland this winter i had a quite a chilly trip up to glencoe the ski was on oh yes i saw your photos online tell, tell us about your trip how was it pretty cold <laughs> uh but it was really good drove up to the ski center itself uh the first day had a bit of a snowstorm, so it probably wasn't the best idea. But by the time it calmed down, had uh, quite a lot of snow on the resort. Camped over that night, and then the next day had a, a bluebird day. So really sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Perfect weather, pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, I remember from the photos that you were posting online, like, I couldn't tell at first, like, uh, where you were. But I think, uh, like, all I could uh, see was that like, you'd gone away to, like, this ski resort. But my immediate thought was, like, because it was so snowy, like, by the looks of it, but the assumption is that you've gone like somewhere like in like northern Europe, uh, like to like this world, well, well, like the like lovely ski resorts up there. But I was quite amazed to see that you you hadn't even left uh, this island and you just got up to Scotland. So is it is it somewhere that you'd highly recommend checking out? Yeah, I'm not hundred percent on the weather up there. Uh, obviously, a lot of people say that it can be a bit hit or mm. miss, and I feel like I got there pretty much at the perfect time with it snowing heavily the first day. And then being super sunny the second day, so there's plenty of areas to ski, well, snowboard across. Hmm. So I'd just say checking the weather, uh, as long as you can kind of get there last minute, then it's perfect. Otherwise it can be, like I say, a bit hit or miss. But there's also a lot of places to visit around there when it's not snowy. So if you get up there, I say you've booked a, a trip a few months in advance and looked out with the snow, uh, there's plenty to see. Uh, without having to go skiing yeah definitely i think and scotland is again is, is one of my uh it's it's on my to visit list i'm gonna try hopefully get up there in the next uh, month or so just so i can sort of get there whilst the weather is quite nice but not but hopefully before i, I think i've heard that scotland's quite infamous for the uh for the midges um like that come out like uh, towards like the sunnier the sunnier months so yeah i am hopefully gonna try and get up there hopefully within like the next month and a half or so but uh but yeah from what i've seen 
online and through Instagram. Like, there's just some absolutely gorgeous areas up up in the north. Yeah, hoping to do the North Coast 500 as well. Oh North, yes, uh, yeah, the, the famous driving routes. Yeah, I've been to quite quite a few places in the south of Scotland now, so um, that's one of the areas that I need to get to, up to and explore. Probably yeah. book a few a week off or so to hopefully do that. Definitely. Isle of Skies, one I always uh, see popping up on Instagram as well, which again, just like almost looks like it's completely been untouched by by humanity, like just looks like an absolutely gorgeous area. I think um, our fellow ambassador, uh, Brendan, I think he'd been, he's been to the Isle of Sky recently and uh, as, as another avid travel blogger and uh, photographer, like, I mean, from what he's like been posting online, it looks absolutely amazing there. So yeah, that's again definitely on my uh, to visit list. Uh, hopefully later. Yeah, on this I saw year. The, saw the pictures they posted up. Every time I see pictures of Isla Sky, it just looks pretty much otherworldly, kind of something out of uh, a Lord of the Rings book. I always had the same sort of experience fairly recently when I'd been hiking in the moors as well. Uh, where it's just like you look around and it's just nothing but like moss and like these big boulders. I was sort of thinking, yeah, this is almost like otherworldly or like the stuff of fantasy and legend. It's uh, it can be quite surreal. Yeah, sometimes. there's quite a lot of places like that. I went to a few recently after watching the second season of The Witcher. So I think I think all of that was filmed in uh, the UK because of COVID. There's quite a few places where I've already been, and then watching the show, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've been there. Uh, so I Googled it, and then turns out I had, and then kind of looked up other places that were filmed. So there's some really good places. Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to think now because there there was a there was an area where we went for the last uh, Ravenhill get together. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you, you were there for that one, but um, I think someone told me at a later date um, that it's where they'd filmed a scene from one of the uh, Harry Potter films. Oh, Malum Cove, that's the one. Yeah, that's uh, kind of one of the places I was talking. Uh, did you go around to Gardale Scar as well? We did, yes. Yeah, so that place is uh, on The Witcher. Right. You know what, I, I, need, I need to actually watch The Witcher. Like, it amazed it was one of the few programmes I didn't actually get around to watching whilst we were all stuck in lockdown. But, uh, but uh, it's, again, it's on my to-watch list, but... Who knows, I'll watch that, I'll probably be adding more and more like to hike destinations to my, my ever-growing list. Um, awesome, so Josh, do you have any, any more adventures or trips planned uh, for later on this year? Well, with COVID restrictions finally uh, dropping a bit, I'm hoping to get to a bit further afield and travel to Thailand and Singapore. Oh, nice. Yeah, so my brother works uh, and lives over there. Uh, that's done for quite a while now, but I've always kind of put off visiting. I've always wanted to, but... I never really got got the chance with COVID and everything, so uh, this is kind of my last chance to go before he comes back. Oh, that'd be great. Have you have you got any plans for while while she's there? Well, I'm f- a few days in Singapore first, hoping to visit all the uh, the gardens and see the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, visit the F1 track. I think the pit lane's still up there, and then we'll probably mm. go to I think it's Phuket for a few days, and then a week see my brother in Koh Samui. Hoping to get him to tour us around there. Excellent. Well, I'm sure you'll have an absolutely fantastic time. Amazing. Well, Josh, um, thank you so much uh, for your time today, having you here on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, like speaking to you. Uh, but it's time to uh, plug your socials. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you and your hiking adventures? Uh, well, the main place I post is uh, on Instagram, so it's Yorkshire underscore Adventurer. Uh, I've also got a bit of a travel blog on there. It's uh, There's a link in the bio. I haven't posted much on yet, but there's quite a few things, including my trip to Glencoe. I've been to post a few more trips as well. 
Excellent. Oh, that sounds brilliant. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. And as always, if you want to find out more about Ravenhill Brewery and our brand ambassadors, make sure you check out the Ravenhill website at ravenhillbrewery.com. And also make sure you check out and subscribe to the Ravenhill social media accounts and follow the hashtag Ravenhill Adventures. Uh, Josh, thanks again, mate, like for joining me today. It's been great chatting to you. And really can't wait to hopefully meet up with you, Emily, and the rest of the uh, Ravenhill team later on this year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, can't wait for us as well. That uh, should be great. And as always, a massive thank you to all of our listeners for sticking around for another episode. Uh, but until next time, I've been Pete. I've been Josh. And this has been the Ravenhill Podcast. See you next time.